0: have to hire the right people. And beyond that, you have to put people in the right positions. Welcome
1: to the Small Business Celebration podcast, where we interview successful small business owners and guide you to a strong and profitable business. Today, we have Ferris Mitchell of Tecton Engineering, who will guide us on the importance of finding the right employees and what it takes to get a new business off the ground. But before we get into this wide ranging interview, let's hear a quick message from our sponsors. Tim McNeely with Lifestone Wealth Management understands that most entrepreneurs like you simply want to make a difference in the lives of the people they love and the causes they care about. In order to do that, you need assistance in solving all of your unique financial needs. The problem is your current financial advisor wants to talk about what a great job they are doing managing your investment portfolio, and that can leave you feeling frustrated and misunderstood. Tim believes you deserve financial advice that moves beyond your portfolio. Tim understands that you need advice on minimizing taxes, taking care of the next generation, and protecting your hard-earned assets, all while supporting the causes you are passionate about. That is why, for the last 20 years, Tim has focused on providing advice beyond investments. Here's how it works. First, you and Tim meet, and he learns what really matters to you. Then, Tim presents a plan for moving forward, making real progress towards achieving your most important goals. To get started, contact Tim at LifestoneWM.com. That's LifestoneWM.com and start making a difference in the lives of the people you love and the causes you care about. Fellow small business owners, let me ask you something. Can your employees explain your business to their loved ones in one sentence or less? Now, imagine your customers and clients and how they feel. Small Business Celebration guides small business owners like yourself to a strong and successful business through coaching and customized workshops. Small Business Celebration can guide you and your business through a seven-step process to clarify your message, a message that will be effective in your elevator pitch, your marketing, and be memorable to your customers and clients. If you want to clarify your message, increase your business presence, and become memorable in your marketing material, join us at smallbusinesscelebration.com. Clarify your message. Be memorable. Go to smallbusinesscelebration.com today. Hello, fellow business owners. Our guest is Ferris Mitchell of Tecton Engineering and Construction in Bakersfield, California. He has been in business for four years and growing like gangbusters. And he is also the proud owner of a brand new Porsche Cayenne with a special black and red leather interior. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Mike. Glad to be here.
1: I've noticed by going through your bio that you had worked for McPherson Oil. You've worked for AnGen. You've worked for Chevron. And you've been in the oil and gas business and construction business for about 23 years, if not longer than that. And what made you want to venture out and create your own company?
0: You know, it was something that I had, I had always thought about doing. Um, What happened, though, is, you know, I think a lot of people out there are always thinking about starting their own business. And uh, in this scenario, with the crash of the oil and gas industry in 2015, uh, myself and probably several hundred other people, several thousand other people in Bakersfield, were looking for other avenues uh, to produce revenue. And uh, that was the spark that I needed to strike out on my own and finally make the leap from uh, part-time consulting to full-time a business owner.
1: So what was the thing that held you back from starting your own company before?
0: I, I think what holds a lot of people back, uh, including myself, was that, you know, when we are working for someone else or we're working in the industry, there's a level of security. You know, your bills right. are getting paid, your your car payments are getting made, and you have money for the weekend to do things. But when you start out on your own, you, you have a lot of unknowns and, and that kind of that's a, little, uh, that's a little scary to a lot of people. So that's that's probably what held me back a little bit, my hesitation and the comfort level that I was in uh, in my former job.
1: In order to go out and strike on your own, you had to basically bite the bullet and, and uh, pull up your pants, pull up your bootstraps, and dive into it. Did, was this uh, something that was born out of necessity, or was this something that you said hey, you woke up one morning and said, you know, I think I'll just own, start my own company?
0: No, I, I think what it was was that um, – Starting my own company was always a dream, and it was always a plan that I had and It was probably more of a security blanket more than anything else right and when When the comfort of you know having a steady secure job in a in steady well almost steady industry <laughs> was taken away, then I had to uh, get out on my own and that was probably one of the best things that that happened is that that uh, crash in the oil and gas market because it it forced me to uh, to strike out on my
1: own. Okay. Well, good. When you went ahead and struck out on your own, everybody knows that starting a business is a walk in the park and a piece of cake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and but what was? It's like getting a suntan. <laughs> it's just it's just going to sit on the beach. And have fun. What was what was a, a major trial or a challenge that you faced when starting Tecton?
0: The you know capital. If you're not sufficiently capitalized, that's probably one of the. Uh, One of the biggest problems you have. So what I ended up doing was I, you know, that was probably the second time I had started out a business on my own. And uh, fortunately for me, I had a certain level of uh, capital savings in the bank. Mm -hmm. And I even cashed out my IRA. Just, you know, I said, look, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. I'm all in, you know. You're going to
1: completely burn your bridges and go for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's no turning back. It's either, you know, it's either swim or drown. Right, right. That's it.
1: Well, excellent. So, what steps led you to overcoming your 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 capital cash flow problem?
0: The you know probably one of the smartest things you can do is to really really watch your cash flow mm-hmm. and figure out what it is that you need to spend on. Watch every single dime, and and you gotta you gotta realize that starting a business, you are going to probably, you know, if you have excess assets, you're you're probably going to get rid of them. You're gonna you're going to cut your Lifestyle habits significantly. And I think most people don't realize uh, that they could probably live on less than half of what they're making or half of what they're spending now. Right. You know, you cut your cable, you, cut, you, know, you lower all your services, you cut your own grass. Right, right. right. You do all these little things that, that, that you spend very little money on. You know, uh, like even food, right? Right. Groceries. You can significantly cut your grocery bill, and then people don't realize that. Don't eat out as much.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: So, all those little things.
1: What was that first aha moment that you had when you, when you realized that, yes, you were on the right track, and yes, I'm doing, this is what I'm supposed to be doing?
0: The, I, I think what, um, you know, it, I want to say that when we got our first contract as Tecton, uh, and it was with Amgen down in Thousand Oaks, the, um, you know, that was, a, that was a no-brainer to take that. And that you know, that wasn't a decision at all. That was a you, yes. Of course, we're going to take that contract, right? Right. Um, but I think the the time that set that I realized that I was doing the right thing was when when you actually have a decision to make. Right? Mm-hmm. And I was at Amgen. We were trying to grow our services there and in the Bay Area, and Google came calling. Oh. And uh, Google had actually offered me the position of head of uh, construction management, program management, uh, for. Their upgrades for all their uh, data centers worldwide. That was a that was a very very prominent position. Sure. And um,
1: and Google's a small, safe, reliable company that yeah. you could have you could have said, you know, I'm not going to own my own business. I'll go work for this mm-hmm. big multinational corporation.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, they had offered me twice what uh, what I was making as a, uh, you know, even under full contract at Amgen and and significantly more than what I had made at uh, Chevron and, and Genentech, but. You know, I I turned that down, and the reason is because I felt that at the time right. I wanted to grow Tecton, and I wanted I, I believed in it, and that's when I thought that we were on the right track. Because if you can turn something down as large and as prominent and as prestigious as Google, right? You know, I I knew we could make some I could make some great contacts. There. I mean, they they had asked me to manage somewhere around five hundred million dollars a year in, in saving or in uh, data center upgrades, and they had me flying into Amsterdam, you know. Any day I could be in Washington or Oklahoma or wherever their data centers are. Right. And it was up to me to decide where I wanted to be that week or that day under under the Google uh, under the Google name. Right. So it was a jet set and high high profile job, but you know decided that Tecton was the right thing to do. the better thing to do
1: excellent and uh, and you had mentioned before we started this interview that um you know we were going to put your phone on vibrate because uh and how, what was it that you you said about your uh, phone
0: yeah my, my phone probably rings about uh, 20 to 30 times an hour so i, I was going to tell everybody if, if your phone isn't ringing and uh and driving you crazy, then you're, you're probably doing it wrong. <laughs> when you're the business owner, everybody needs to talk to you and you need to talk to everybody
1: else. Right. And if people want to talk to you, that means you've got a client base that is, that is fanatical about your company, your business, and they want to talk to you. Whereas if your phone is not turning on and it is not exploding, <laughs> yeah. um, there's something wrong yeah. with your business <laughs> you're model. going to go out of business pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. With your current, the, the way that the... Your business has grown and has grown very rapidly and very quickly and is, is, uh, is doing very well. What, kind of a pr- what kinds of problems does your company solve for your customers?
0: The, the problems that we solve are, it's, it's very typical. Um, we try to provide them uh, with customized engineering and construction solutions for uh, their specific uh, facilities, mm-hmm. whether it's a high-end commercial or industrial so we we take a look at every single facility, and we try to look at, you know, what is uh, available in the area. What are your power requirements? What are your power needs? What does the local grid look like? Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of water do you need? In there, and what is your cost structure? And how do we design the facility of those systems to optimize uh, their needs and also to minimize their costs?
1: Mm-hmm. And looking back at your prior career before you got before you started Tecton.
0: So the uh, I think that the, the uh, my previous experience as the owner and as the engineer and as the operator for facilities, mm-hmm. uh, both in biopharmaceutical and in industrial applications such as uh, uh, Chevron, the uh, knowing how and you know knowing what the operators go through and what's important to them, and how the business operates and how that cash, or how they uh, make or lose cash in their operations, really helped me to understand how to design the system so that it's it's much more convenient or it's much more cost-effective or it's just a better value depending on whether they're looking to sell the asset or whether they're looking to operate that asset over the long term.
1: Sure. And in the last four years, Mm -hmm. five years, ten years, Mm -hmm. how has the customer changed Mm -hmm. in your industry?
0: Well, that's a very interesting question. And, uh, you know, I work for both, uh, and we'll we'll call it... both political sides of the spectrum, right? You know, uh, biopharmaceutical tends to be in the larger cities. They're uh, they're much more uh, they're much more liberal based uh, right. political backgrounds. And then you know we've worked also for the oil and gas industry, you know, mm-hmm. North Dakota, uh, also in Bakersfield, and they tend to be you know a little bit more conservative. Right. But one thing that we see trending on both industries mm-hmm. is that they're both looking for greener, more uh, more energy efficient solutions, right? You know, uh, there's a genuine there's a genuine uh, desire to improve our carbon footprint on both sides, and to uh, recycle uh, as much of the resources as possible. So I, I see that as a, as a trend.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Now I'd like to get a little bit into your business philosophy and and the way that you approach your business details, and is there a particular uh a quote or a thought that you you tend to admire or that you tend to pattern your your actions by
0: yeah i, I think the uh one of the things that i've realized and um it, it's it's probably been said over and over and over again but people are your greatest assets right and, and if you hire the right people and put them in the right positions, mm-hmm. you will have very few headaches. Well, fewer headaches. <laughs> um, but if you do the opposite and you don't have the right people and you try to grow, you are you are going to you are in for a really 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 rough ride. Really rough ride.
1: What kind of a barometer do you use in your hiring practices?
0: The, what we try to look for is uh, uh, one. We we try to find people who are uh, capable of growing beyond their current position and that's a lot trickier than than it sounds mm-hmm. right so we we try to find people who have uh, a go button you know that they realize when things need to be done mm-hmm. you know people that don't just come to work and try to get a paycheck people who are genuinely interested in the result and they don't want to stop until that result is achieved mm. right that's That's the kind of people that we try to go
1: after. So you're not interested in the people that show up at nine oh three AM, take their hour and fifteen minute lunch break and then uh, complain that they have to stay till five? Well, it's even the people that show up early,
0: right? It's 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 you know, there are people who have very good work habits and those are the kinds of folks that you know, that's that's about your that's that's about as good as you can get for, for business owners, right? when you are steady and when you are you know maybe a medium sized business but when you're trying to grow you have to to keep looking you right have to go beyond that and you have to look for folks that just they have they have a a, a drive to get things accomplished they're you know they're they're goal oriented very goal oriented
1: sure sure what is some of the best business advice that you've received the
0: uh, I, I think that i'd like to share the Probably the best business advice I can give anybody that I've learned the hard way in the past year, and my partner and I talk about it all the time, and that is you have to hire the right people, and beyond that, you have to put people in the right positions mm-hmm. you cannot you cannot uh stretch folks and put them in a position that's beyond their capability you you do them no you don't do them. You don't help them at all, right? Right. What happens is even if you hire the right people, but you put them in the wrong position, you've 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 caused a failure, and and that's the business owner's fault, right? You will cause yourself a lot of frustration, you know, and you can't you can't even sit there and and try to overpay people in their current position because no matter how much money you throw at it, they're you know, people need to be able to grow into that position or be able to handle it to be successful. Sure. Right. And a lot, I think a lot of folks out there want to be, you know, they want to move up in their current position, right, within other organizations. But they're just they're just not ready. Right. And even if you have great people that that you want to put in those positions, you just you just got to realize it um, and, and and understand that if they're not ready, they're not ready. Right. And you're going to hurt yourself, your business, and you're going to hurt
1: them. Right. Now, one of the questions I, I written questions I asked you mm-hmm. prior to our interview was. As a successful business owner, what would you like to educate the the listening small business owner about? And your written answer, I thought, was rather ingenious. It says, this is a long, hard journey. Have contingency plans.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, um, you know, I've heard a lot of folks say, oh, you know, it's not, you know, it's fun being a business owner. It's fun being in charge. But, you know, it's not really a lot of fun. It is if, if you are the type that wants to grow something over the long haul and, and see it develop into a, a finely tuned machine, then yes, being a business owner is good for you. But the getting there is is not easy. Right. I mean, you are. You are. It, it takes maybe five years to get your organization uh, to the point where it's clicking properly. Right. Right. People are trained. People are in the right positions. You have the right. Uh, partners, you know, you have the right suppliers, you have the right subcontractors, you know, you have the right services to help you out. You know, IT becomes a problem, phones become a problem. Where do you buy your business cards? <laughs> <laughs> all, all these little problems, you know. Um, how, you know, how do you manage your email? How do you, you know, it, it just all these little, all these little items, right? Right. Where Where do you file your? You know, how do you set your filing systems? So all these little problems pop
1: up. And it's these little problems that, whether you like it or not as a business owner, if you don't pay attention, can snowball and turn into bigger problems uh, down the road.
0: Yeah, they, they they tear you apart. They absolutely tear you apart. I mean, I could keep, come up with so many examples where we had a little problem that turned into something really, really big later on down the road, and we weren't able to take care of it at the time. So now we're having to, to deal with those
1: repercussions. sure. Sure. Now, one of the things I've noticed that a lot of small, successful small business owners doing is they, they realize that education is a lifelong process. Mm-hmm. You, you never stop learning. And, and those that do stop learning stop growing, and their businesses usually don't succeed. That's absolutely correct. Right. And so the question I have for you is what business book have you read in the last six months that you would recommend to, to other people or business books that you just gift to other people because you think they should read them?
0: You know, I, I'm, I haven't really read a lot of books in the last six months. But prior to uh, you know starting this business, I, I think one of the biggest hurdles that I had was trying to understand or trying to motivate myself and trying to get past the fear uh-huh. of actually uh, starting a business, right? I'm trying to trying to uh, try to uh, trying to uh, manage my own emotions and my own mental state while sure. I was in the transition, than while I was in the business itself. Right, so I, I think that you know, there's a lot of good there's a lot of good books out there on um, on learning how to uh, understand people. Right, and I think one of the most important things as a, a business owner is if I could recommend one book right out there, right. Uh, I would probably say you know the most probably probably learning how to understand your customer, your client, mm-hmm. and learning how to understand your personnel. So people books. Oh, okay. Um, the one book that I, I thought was very interesting that I read a long time ago was uh, Anthony Robbins' Unlimited Power.
1: Ah, yes, the classic, a, yes. A classic uh, yes.
0: And, and I think the, my favorite section there was uh, l- learning how to look at people's eyes and understanding where their thought processes were going with that. Ah, you know? yes, right. So that was probably one of the most important books I read in, in understanding uh, people and understanding your clients. It absolutely helps in sales.
1: Excellent, yeah. excellent. So, what is your vision of the future? How do you think? How do you see things developing?
0: Well, one one thing I've learned over the past year is we have experienced some really, really uh, incredible growth. Uh-huh. You know, we went uh, we probably quad not quadrupled uh, quadruple times ten for, you know increased our business by a factor of forty, and that that has been very, very painful. <laughs> it's been very painful because, again, I go back to people. Right. You know, we can't onboard, and as a business owner, you cannot onboard people fast enough when you're small to do that. Right. Because you have to hire key people, and you have to put them in key positions, and that requires a lot of training and a lot of time. Right. So one of the things that I've learned, uh, and then I've on that uh, um, that I'm that we've decided to do is we're, we're actually putting the. Uh, we're actually pumping the brakes on our growth mm. because we want to grow in a more controlled fashion because it is just, if you try to grow too fast, you lose your processes, your customers become frustrated, and you will you will lose your business. Right. So, you know, we've brought on uh, a lot more subcontractor assistance. Uh, we, you know, we've farmed out a lot more services, and we've, uh, we've invested a little bit more into our IT department so that we can get, uh, you know, we can get our communications going. So... I see us uh, absolutely slowing down our growth. We, we want to grow at a more controlled pace and a more controlled rate, and that's going to be dependent on you know, finding the right people. And as we find the right people and put them in the right positions and train them for these key positions, then we can start accelerating our growth once
1: again. Very good. Well, very good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a wonderful conversation that I've had with Ferris Mitchell here at Tecton Engineering and Construction. And as you can tell with the growing, expanding economy, especially with the oil and gas industry, it's great to see that we've got another successful business owner that has had exponential growth and has had enough growth coming in that he's able to go ahead and start controlling his needs and uh and being able to develop his company to be an, even stronger and put it in a, an even more solid footing for the future ferris thank you very much and i look forward to talking again soon thank you for listening to the small business celebration podcast Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you may find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. And that's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes.com forward slash smallbusinesscelebration and give us a five-star review. If there is a business in the California, San Joaquin Valley, you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I am your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.